0: Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include AUS conforming loan limits, my interview with Ally Homes Glenn Bronker on affordability across the nation, and why potential homeowners should get off the sidelines. And unemployment data grabs headlines. Thanks to True. As Lending AI pioneers, True creates accurate data that powers automation and optimizes every step of the lending lifecycle, helping lending organizations rapidly process loans, dramatically cut costs and risk, and radically improve the customer experience. This is Lending Intelligence. National MI turned heads yesterday by announcing its temporary increase to AUS-conforming loan amounts. Despite the official FHFA word not coming until the end of November, for AUS loans, National MI has temporarily increased the conforming loan amounts as follows: one unit to seven hundred and fifty thousand, Alaska and Hawaii to one point one two five million, and for two units, it's nine hundred and sixty thousand three hundred dollars, and in Alaska and Hawaii, one point four four zero million dollars. Our business is filled with numbers, people, good or bad, according to Kirinos. September 2023 funded mortgage volume decreased 30% year-over-year and 14% month-over-month. The average 30-year conforming retail-funded rate in September was 7.01%, 18 basis points higher than August, and 146 basis points higher than the same month last year. Curano sources a statistically significant data set directly from lenders to produce these benchmark figures. Inventory and sales aren't helping. Economist Dr. Elliot Eisenberg summed things up, quote, August data showed month-over-month housing starts down 11.3%, to their lowest level since June 20th. The NHB housing market index down sharply month-over-month for the second month in a row, and new home sales weakening 8.7% month-over-month, the biggest decline since September 2022. Existing housing sales slipped to their lowest levels since January of 23, and August pending home sales fell 7.1%, end quote. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome back onto the show, Ally Homes' Glenn Brunker, to talk about affordability across the nation and why potential homeowners should get off the sidelines. He's president of Ally Home, responsible for leading the growth of Ally's mortgage business, and he has oversight of both the direct originations and bulk acquisition businesses, as well as the responsibility for the servicing platform. He also leads the secondary marketing and business line risk functions. Glenn has extensive executive experience in leading banking operations, secondary marketing, production channels, and all key risk functions. As before joining Ally in 2018, he held several leadership roles in financial services at Bank of Oklahoma Mortgage, Fifth Third Bank, National City Bank, and Oak Street Mortgage. There were a lot of people, a lot of people that were capital markets heads or fashion themselves as market gurus, predicting lower rates earlier this year. And as we know, that didn't quite work out. Can you explain why trying to predict rates is counterproductive in the mortgage industry? No, ab-
1: absolutely, Robbie. And, uh, you know, it's it's interesting, you know, each and every forecast cycle, you know, I will and continue to forecast interest rate trending. However, you know, to your point, most notably in this cycle, we have consistently been raising rates forecast and lengthening the timeline for higher rates forecast after forecast after forecast. You know, thus the new term that's been commonly used in the industry now, higher for longer, has really been embedded across all the different, uh, you know, financial uh, uh, stations. You know, the strongest drivers of determining the Fed expected actions are inflation, the strength of the job market, and the strength of the consumer or the economy. You know, other predominant factors include, you know, oil as it relates to inflation, the impact of student loan debt on the strength of the consumer, you know, other macro political environment. Impacting you know geopolitical climates such as Ukraine, the border, the whole government funding issues we're seeing here recently that may impact the future grading of U.S. debt. See so when you think about all the you know issues that exist that we're all facing, uh, and the significant notable impact each and all of them have on uh, the consumer. You know the strength of the economy, the strength of the job market. You know uh, any one shifting direction will ultimately shift you know, most probably feds future actions. So, you know, I would say continue control, Control. look around corners and always prepare for all scenarios for optimization and immediate action uh, because it may go a different trending or different curve than you anticipate like it has for the last 12 to 18 months, uh, constantly stepping up to a higher rate environment more than what we anticipated the prior forecast cycle.
0: Yeah, there are a ton of different factors that are always going into driving rates, and you mentioned some of them. Whether that's gasoline prices of late, student loan repayment resumption, there's inflation, which has been around for a while. Strength of labor market, health of the consumer. Uh, we, there was there were fears of what would a government shutdown, a potential government shutdown, do. There, there's it's not black and white always, and so there are those driving factors you mentioned driving rates higher. What potentially could change that would put downward pressure on rates?
1: You know, I, I think right now the, the the Fed is certainly trying to thread a needle. Um, they want a soft landing, uh, and if they if the economy, you know, for lack of better words, is is you know crashes more severely than anticipated, i.e., a hard landing, you know, that's going to drive a more a faster trajectory downward in rates, uh, and you know, and, and, and if they're unable to. Uh, sustain and 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 combat inflation appropriately. That's going to continue to have a higher for longer rate environment. But to your point, you know we're seeing muted signs of the consumer, you know and job market beginning to weaken. But you know what's the challenge is stubbornly both of those key issues are remaining historically strong. So you know likewise we are seeing elevated oil prices, like you mentioned, um, that's going to put further pressure on inflation uh, and 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 in terms of increasing, not decreasing. So several items could drive an alternate direction in rates. You know, if there was a material shift on any one of the following, if we saw the strength of the consumer uh, starting to decay faster than anticipated, such as lower spending or escalated credit default, uh, a severe deterioration would drive more rapid descent in rates. You know, another driver would be a, a notable lowering of oil prices, you know, most likely in parallel to decay in global economic strength or or daily pumping quotas being elevated. You know, most certainly, if we saw a dramatic weakening of the job market, I think that's going to be uh, at the forefront. This would signal signs with faster timeframes for the Fed cutting rates. Uh, Right now, they believe that the economy and the consumer uh, and the job market is relatively strong, thus the need to keep rates at an elevated level for a longer period of time. If any of those signs start to show Faster weakness than anticipated, which I believe may be the case, we would see a lower rate environment um, in the future.
0: So let's talk about that lower rate environment. And and I'm going to ask for potential home buyers out there about timing the market. And and to a lot of my friends, I'm the mortgage guy. So they say, Oh, is now a good time to buy a house? Should I wait? What are rates going to do? And hopefully, I'm not taking the words out of your mouth here. But what I'd say to them, the current situation is, The moment that rates drop, house prices are going to go back up because there's going to be bidding wars again. And so overall affordability isn't necessarily going to increase. So my advice to people is to buy sooner rather than later. But I'm going to ask you, since you've been in the industry a lot longer than I have, are you a proponent of timing the market as a home buyer?
1: You know, personally, uh, absolutely not. I've held this position uh, for quite some time. Uh, If you are ready to buy, you can qualify. With no undue pressure and make solid financial decisions. You know, to my point, going back just 12 months, many people call for strong national deterioration home prices, you know, to well over double digits in 2023. And, you know, year on year, last 12 months, we're seeing home prices escalated by 5%. Uh those same individuals call for mortgage rates topping out at around 6%, 6.5. Now we're seeing pricing, you know, near eight. So the recommendation at this time, you know, at that time was to hold as a buyer because you'll have a better time in the future to buy because home prices and rates would drop. Neither materialized. So personally, I do believe the long term trajectory on rates is downward. I also believe the long term trajectory on home prices is upward uh, due to muted and you know, future inventory and even and, uh, in demand. Uh, however, you know, when you take a look at Today's decision, you know, buy now and refinance later if the opportunity exists is still one. Uh, but again, even if rates uh, uh, start to trend down, you're most likely going to see home prices elevate, and that's going to offset the net the net benefit.
0: You and I are certainly in agreement on this. So let's let's make it kind of practical here. It's a tough time for originators out there; those that were doing five or 10 or 15 loans a month back a year or two ago. Maybe they're only getting one loan or two loans a month these days. What's your advice to originators when it comes to convincing borrowers to get off the sidelines?
1: You know, uh, uh, first and foremost, uh, you know, at Ally, we understand that the purchase of a home is an important life decision and a personal one. So certainly no undue influence should be placed on moving prospective buyers to application uh, at Ally, we take pride in leaning strongly into borrower education. So education of the product, you know, the process, uh, truly understanding all applicable costs of purchasing a home, both ex as well as ongoing expenses. Uh, what it truly means to a homebuyer uh, is both a long-term commitment and a long-term investment. Uh, but to your point, as I noted earlier, if you're ready to make this commitment, your personal situation is stable and you qualify, We do suggest the time to buy is now uh, and start building generational wealth. You know, inventory is slightly elevated, although low, and buyers are less prevalent in the fall winter cycle. Thus, your negotiating position is stronger. So, buy now with confidence. Home prices will likely continue to escalate slowly over time. And rates, in my opinion, are cresting near highs. Thus, an opportunity may be present. Uh, down the road to refinance, uh, but there's no better time to buy as long as uh, purchase of a home is the right time for you as an individual.
0: And I'm with you that education is an excellent way to win business, whether that's immediate or it takes some time to materialize. People want to work with those that they trust and have a relationship with, and, and education is a huge component of that. So I'm going to close by asking you today, and this is after you had mentioned people's predictions about the housing market over the the course of last year. Home prices were way off. But let's keep it a little, little more near term here. What's your outlook for the housing industry as we move into the fall months, the cooler months of the year? Yeah,
1: you know, it's it's interesting. I think, you know, we haven't seen this in a while, but I think definitely the industry is is migrating back to the, the more historic uh, cyclical environment that we've seen. So number one, we're going to see, you know, uh, uh, downward uh, sales uh, uh, in Q4 and Q1 uh, due to both that cyclicality impact. Uh, typically, we see that seasonal uh, time frame muting sales uh, in in those quarters. So, I do expect that to have undue pressure on 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 both new and existing home price or home sales. Uh, secondly, you know we're seeing rates uh, with the Fed. Uh, Signaling, although they paused with this Fed signaling that they're going to be higher for longer to combat this very stubborn inflation, you know, that is going to put uh, continued upward pressure on rates. So we're going to see mortgage rates, I believe, still hovering in the mid to upper sevens uh, through Q1, uh, most likely. Uh, So as a result, uh, we are going to see rates continuing at near 15 year highs. And in addition, yeah, we don't talk about jumbo much. Uh, we typically we've seen jumbo rates uh, below conforming rates uh, for quite some time now. Uh, but as we see the banks uh, uh, starting to lessen their appetite uh, for balance sheet, as a result of potential Basel three implications, capital preservation, you know, we're seeing those jumbo rates creep back up to the same levels as conforming, uh, and most likely will be in that seven and a half to eight range uh, over the next quarter or two. Uh, so once again, um, I, I think that we're going to have some pressure, uh, but if the but if again if it's a personal choice and you're in the market, uh, now is the time to buy. For those buyers uh, that have some level of patience, are looking for predominantly a lower rate, uh, we do expect mortgage rates to begin to decline slowly in the second quarter of 2024. But as I noted earlier, you know at the same time, home prices might be more elevated in the second quarter from where they are today. So, you know, frankly, the two may offset and you're being in the the same position as if you bought today. But I do expect some weakness uh, going into the next two quarters uh, due to both rate environment and seasonality.
0: And I say, forget waiting until 2024. Go for a jumbo loan today where you can get a lower rate. Hopefully we can get more people in homes sooner. Uh, Glenn, I very much appreciate this. Thought the the insight was really valuable and want to thank you for making the time for me.
1: Well, thank you, Robbie. Truly enjoyed it. My pleasure.
0: The 10-year Treasury yield continues to trend towards 5%, a milestone not seen since right before the 2008 financial crisis. Concerns are mounting that the high cost of borrowing will further tighten global financial conditions, even without further action from policymakers. The big data event of this week was always going to be today's jobs report, where analysts anticipate the U.S. economy adding 170,000 jobs throughout the month of September. While the unemployment number is expected to slip by a tenth of a percent to 3.7%, and annualized average hourly earnings are expected to remain unchanged at 4.3%. As a reminder, ADP reported earlier this week that the economy added 89,000 jobs in September, following an upwardly revised 180,000 in August while Challenger reported that job cuts are back up to pre-pandemic levels after historically low figures in 2021 and 2022. Some are calling the September payrolls the most important job report of the year and with positions squared, rates normally don't move much before big events, continued stronger numbers from a robust jobs market could push bond yields back up and stocks down. A sustained slump in equities that revives the appeal of fixed-income assets is one scenario that could cause bonds to rally materially and rates to drop. But there isn't a magic level of bond yields that, when reached, will entice enough buyers to spark a sustained bond rally. The Freddie Mac 30-year rate is at nearly 7.5%, which is a long way from the 2.65% record low from January 2021 during QE4. The average percentage of conventional 30-year borrowers with incentive to refinance of at least 50 basis points sits at 0.03% and is averaged at 0.3% for the whole of 2023. Around 75% of Americans are at least 300 basis points away from having any refinance incentive. Today, like other first Fridays of the month, brought the payrolls report, this time for September we learned that non-farm payrolls increased 336,000 versus 170,000 expectations and 179,000 previously. The unemployment rate was 3.8% when it was seen ticking down to 3.7%. And average hourly earnings increased 0.2% versus 0.3% month-over-month expectations and 0.2% previously. Later today, brings August consumer credit and remarks from Fed Governor Waller. In the wake of the September payrolls report, We begin the day with agency MBS prices worse, three-eighths to a half, and the 10-year yielding 4.81 after closing yesterday at 4.71%. Looks like it's headed towards 5%. Ouch. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Seized with summer's end on a glorious October day, four college boys played hooky from their afternoon psychology class. The next morning, they explained to the professor that a flat tire had prevented their return from lunch. The professor nodded knowingly. Well, you missed a pop quiz yesterday afternoon, but I'm going to give you a chance to make it up. Instructing each to take a seat and take out a sheet of paper, she began, here's the first question. Which tire was flat? (laughs) Thanks again to True for sponsoring today's podcast. To learn more about lending intelligence and True, visit true.ai. Make smart lending decisions fast with true. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search mortgage news on any platform you get your podcast from.